lot that's taking place here, I thank the Lord for it. Appreciate that message Brother Norris just brought to us. Amen. 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 And as he closed the message and he drew our attention to uh, many who are like us who need to uh, hear the gospel and get saved like God saved us. Amen. He drew my attention to a chapter and that's where I'm at tonight. At uh, the 19th chapter of the book of Luke is where we'll be. And I preached from this chapter just not long ago. I'll not be preaching that same message tonight. But I preached on Zacchaeus getting saved. Zacchaeus uh, is a tremendous example of how God can change a person's life. And how when a person gets saved, they are not the same creature anymore. Zacchaeus was born again. Amen. And I preached these three uh, points in that message. Do we want what Zacchaeus wanted? Did we get what Zacchaeus got? And are we doing what Zacchaeus did? Amen. Amen. And, but that's not where I'm going to preach. That's not what I'm preaching tonight, but I'm going to throw that in. That's a, that's a, uh, uh, that's a fringe benefit. That's just a little old door of, uh, uh, to get your appetite with. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're serving the same Jesus that saved Zacchaeus. Amen. And if you got saved, you got what Zacchaeus got. Amen. Amen. It's because you wanted what he wanted, praise yeah. God. The Lord don't force salvation on anybody. And if you're saved, you're doing what Zacchaeus did the rest of his life. You're serving Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank God for it. We're going to start reading in verse 1 of chapter 19. And I want to preach tonight on why did Zacchaeus get saved? Why did Zacchaeus get saved? Amen. Amen. Verse number 1 says, And Jesus entered... And pass through Jericho. May I say to you, that's the last time Jesus would ever pass through Jericho. Uh, in this journey from Jericho, he finally uh, enters that triumphal entry as we preached about last night into Jerusalem. And Jesus never passed that way again. And may I say to you tonight, he may never pass this way again. Uh, we're not sure what he is going to do with our lives tomorrow. The Bible says, Boast not thyself with tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a man, uh, what a day may bring forth. Right. I, I've lived long enough. I, if I live till this spring, I've been pastor in Turkey Ridge 45 years. Amen. I got saved in 1963. That's a long time ago. And God blessed me, and I praise the Lord for it. I magnify his name. I, I wished I'd have done my best from the beginning. It took a while for the Lord to beat all the dust out of me. And he had to whip me a lot and do a lot of chastisement to get me straight and down the right path. But I tell you, he that's begun a good work and you will perform it under the name of Jesus Christ. He doesn't give up on you. Thank God he works on you. Amen. But uh, at the age of 18, I made up my mind I was going to serve the Lord the rest of my life faithfully. I was underground in the coal mines and I was working the Hudal shift and I got covered up in a rib roll about uh, three or between 3 and 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm not sure now what time it was. I couldn't even know what time it was then. Amen. But I told the Lord, I, I said, Lord, you, you let me get out of here uh, and you'll never have to wonder at church time where I'm going to be at. And I will do whatever you want me to do the rest of my life. I, I'm tired of uh, playing and I'm serious. I'm going to serve you faithfully. Amen. There'll be no missing church. There'll be no missing... Uh, there'll be no making excuses. There'll be none of that. My life is going to be yours. I, I'm not running from you anymore about what you want me to do. God was wanting me to preach, but I was 
Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I was sure of that, but I was, uh, like some others, I was dodging uh, the issue to some degree. Amen. I believe that the Lord had told me the next day to go to Africa. I started packing for Africa. But I made up my mind. I made up my mind from this day and forth, I am going to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Amen. No more half-hearted Christianity in my life. I remember the foreman looked under there, and the first thing he said was, Are you alive? I said, I'm alive. He said, We will get you out. I said, That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> get me out. It was close to getting me where I don't have any anybody here working the coal mines. No coal mines. A couple working the coal mines. You wear that self-rescuer on your side. It's stainless steel canister. You can breathe 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on the conditions you're in. Uh, if you get into bad air, it crushed that on my hip to the place where it pinched me. So that's pretty close. That's getting close to you. Amen. I was in a, an old 60E Joy shovel car. They're extinct now. And the rib roll come in on the side, about five foot thick, was in 12 foot cold, and covered me up. I come off of the intersection of mines with a load of coal, tried to make the intersection. My steering valve fell out from under my shovel car, and I went in through the timbers, knocked them out, and the rib, when I hit the rib, it covered me up. And God spared me to come out from under there. And I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. He tested me every day from that day, several days, several, actually weeks. He tested me over and over and over and over to see if I do. I went to church that night, Wednesday night. My fiance, we weren't married. Uh, I'm married to her now, amen. Uh, we weren't married at the time. And uh, uh, I would a lot of times uh, miss church on the night she couldn't go. Uh, because I'd say, man, I can sleep a little longer. I didn't sleep much. I was, never did sleep good on the daytime. Uh, but I, I told the Lord, you know, that would ever happen again. So she called me that evening. She said, I've got the flu. I can't go to church tonight. And uh, I said, uh, my heart, you know, before I just said, I'll go back to bed. And give me a little extra sleep. That wasn't even, that wasn't even considered. I headed for church. Amen. Amen. This choir started singing. And the Holy Ghost said, go to the altar. I said, Lord, nobody goes to the altar here when a choir's singing. I said, they're not going to know what I'm doing. They don't understand nothing. My knees started knocking and I started shaking. And he said, you said last night you do what I said. Boy, I tore down an aisle of the altar. I was broken, weeping. They didn't understand. I, but God understood what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Amen. Went back to the coal mines and I worked on a wicked wicked bunch of men I'm talking about. One of the men, you might remember in the strike days, uh, 19, uh, 1971, uh, uh, one of our union men shot and killed another man on the picket line. I worked with that man. He was on the section. As a matter of fact, he pulled a gun out of his pocket one night and said, I'll shoot your light off your head if you put it in my eyes one more time. I said, sir, I will do my best not to put my light in your eyes one more time. Again, they were wicked, rough, and uh, we had a safety meeting. He had a safety meeting before he went on into the face. And uh, my boss, I, the Holy Ghost, said, "You nobody prayed on that section. Nobody. The Holy Ghost said, you tell them you want to pray. I was 18 years old. They were 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Wicked. My boss was named Colonel. They called him Colonel Hash. And I said, Colonel, I said, uh, God wants me to pray. He said, I don't care if you pray. He looked at the men and said, y'all care if he prays? 
They said, we don't care, let him pray. <laughs> don't bother us. <laughs> and so I prayed. <laughs> the best I could as an 18-year-old boy. That's all I was, was a boy. And uh, that Wednesday night, I got in a fight on the section. I still had the flesh to deal with. Older man says he's going to whoop me. I thought he was. And uh, I'd always been taught since I was little. And I wasn't very big. Make the first lick count. <laughs> <laughs> he cussed me and told me he was going to whoop me. He come around the end of the shuttle car. It was the same shuttle car I got covered up in. And it never did have any brakes. And uh, I, I tried to tell him what was wrong with it. He didn't like that. He, he's uh, He's going to whoop me. He come around into that shuttle car. And I said, the best thing I do, hit him real hard the first, as soon as he gets close enough. And I did. I hit him three times as hard as I could hit him before he ever got to hit me once. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, the men broke the fight up out. always happens. Amen. My pastor was a dispatcher at the mines. That's the man who, he's on the phone and radios all the time listening to every person that moves in that coal mines. We had the old crank phone. Everybody remember the crank phone? You crank that phone, you got one piece put in the ear, and you talk in that wooden box. I mean, a little thing stands up there. One long crank, that was a dispatcher. One long ring. My boss stood there. I stood there. Steve Huffman, who I got in a fight with, stood there. And my, my boss rang that telephone. And I heard my pastor answer the phone. I just told him, testified Sunday night. I said, boy, I'm doing you're looking at somebody that's going to be serving God faithfully. I heard my pastor's voice. He said, send a ride underground. I just fired two men for fighting. He said, who are they? He told my name. I didn't hear nothing on the phone. That's the first man I've got to see going out of the mines. Big glass window. He sits in that big place looking out. And I remember coming out of that mines thinking, my goodness. Wednesday, a week ago, I was going to serve God faithfully. Now I'm fired. What a testimony. I didn't stop the dispatcher, Shaney. I didn't let him even see me. I just went right on by. I walked right on by. But that evening, God said, it's church time. He said, you said last week you're going to do what I said. That morning we had a trial. We had to come back for a union trial. Steve come up to me. He said, let's tell him we was playing. I said, I wasn't playing. I said, when I hit you, I'm in every bit of it. I said, I wouldn't play. I said, I'm not lying. He went in first, had his trial first, brought me in second. Superintendent said, tell me what happened. I told him exactly what happened. He said, you told the truth. Give me a job back. I said, amen. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. That night was church night. I went to church. The devil said it's a good time to sleep late. <laughs> I went to church. Church just got started. Holy Ghost said, get up and testify. I said, Lord, uh, they know they fired me last night. <laughs> he said, you said you do what I said. <laughs> I got up and I testified. I said, I, I, I don't want to. I, I know y'all don't think much of me. But what's happening? But I said, I'm, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm not backing up. Next Sunday night, I had a safety meeting. Holy Ghost said, tell the boss you want to pray. I said, Lord, he fired me with <laughs> <laughs> He said, you said you'd do what I asked. Man, I couldn't get out of that. <laughs> I love myself. 
I'm not tied myself to a good person. Jesus. I said, Colonel Hash, God wants me to pray. I know you fired me last week, but I really am a Christian. He said, I don't care if you pray. <laughs> he said, you fellas care if he prays? We don't care that he pray. <laughs> and God just put me through the ringer, buddy. But I look back on it and say, thank God, hallelujah. He still works on him. But the same God that saves that kid saved me. The same God that saves that kid saved me. Jesus may pass your way tonight. I'd give you, I'd give you all the advice I could. Don't let him pass by. Amen. So he comes through Jericho, the Bible says he's passing through, and verse 2 says, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. Of all the tax collectors, he was the one who had authority over all of them. And he was rich. Man, he had two bad points against him. He worked for the IRS, number one. And number two, he was crooked, amen. And he had a lot of money. And he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature. He was like me, he was short. He couldn't see over the crowd. I said last night, we don't know who, all that influenced his life. He had never saw Jesus. But he wanted to see him. He had heard enough about him that he wanted to see him. Thank God we need to tell everybody about him. Amen. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see, to see him, for he was to pass that way. He sees the great multitude. He looks at the direction they're traveling. No doubt they're traveling a well-trodden path or road. He runs in front of that crowd, climbs up in a sycamore tree. We're not talking about uh, a pope. We're not talking about a poor boy. We're not talking about a pauper. We're talking about a rich man. A rich man who was not only rich, but he was famous. He was the head man of all the tax collectors. But he said, I'm going to see Jesus no matter what it takes. The Bible said he ran before because he knew he was going to pass that way. He climbed to the sycamore tree. He was wanting to see Jesus. Verse 5, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw him, they all murmured, saying that it was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. Well, he'd like to do that for you tonight. He'd go home with you tonight. <laughs> well, thank God for the fact that he will go home with us. As Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. If I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I'll restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day, well, I'm glad Jesus can do it all in one day. <laughs> this day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We wouldn't be here tonight if that last verse was not true. Right. But it is true. Amen. Let's pray. God help us. Amen. Father, 
In Jesus' name, we bow to you. Lord, you are so precious. You are lovely. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are magnificent. Lord, there's not enough words to describe how glorious you are. Help us tonight, Lord, as we once again talk about how wonderful you are to others. And we'll thank you for what you do. Accomplish your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Why did Zacchaeus get saved? I'm going to give you the reasons Zacchaeus got saved. As a matter of fact, if you get saved tonight, it'll be for the same reasons. Amen. 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 Number one, Zacchaeus realized Jesus was more important than Zacchaeus was. Amen. Amen. You see, there's not anybody that plans to go to hell. Nobody plans to go to hell. They plan other things, but somehow or another, Life gets tangled around them and they begin to put their life here and there and somewhere else and when it comes to the end of their life, they're not prepared to meet God. How sad. Right. The man who had accomplished everything with his uh, farming and he looked like he had a bumper crop, he said to his soul, the Bible said, he said to his soul, soul, take thine ease. You know what lets me know? Up to this point, he had never had any peace in his soul. But he thought that by having everything he wanted, his soul would finally have peace. And he said to his soul, soul, take thine ease. Finally, soul, be a comfort. You've got an internal person, and that's you. You are living in the body. The body is not altogether you. That's just what we see. And your soul has no real peace if you do not have Jesus. And the Bible says... He was going to tear down his barns and build bigger barns. And he was going to store up everything he had. And he thought that that was going to give peace, first of all, to his soul. But God said to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall all these things be? May I say to you, Zacchaeus realized Jesus was more important than Zacchaeus was. He realized that Jesus was more important than who Zacchaeus was. And he realized that Jesus was more important than what Zacchaeus had. Because of that, he began to make decisions that developed all the way to him getting saved. He realized that Jesus was more important than his physical limitation. You see, when he come to find Jesus and to see Jesus, he couldn't see Jesus because his physical limitations kept him from seeing Jesus. And may I say tonight, every one of us have got this body that's caused us all kinds of trouble. When you look in the mirror today, it's that person you look at that's caused you more trouble than anybody else. You may have a neighbor, a friend. You may have a person that's an enemy. You may have others that's caused you a lot of heartache. But I'll tell you who's caused you most of your problems. It's you. And Zacchaeus realized that Jesus was more important than all the physical Limitations that was in his life. Amen. You're going to come to a place in your life that you realize there's nothing worth letting it stop you from seeing Jesus. Amen. You see, Zacchaeus could have went home and said, I tried to see Jesus. I made an effort to see Jesus, but I couldn't see him because I'm short. I couldn't see over the crowd. I, I was small in stature, so I had no ability to see Jesus. May I say to you tonight, you've got to come to a place that nothing is more important than Jesus. 
If there's one thing more important than Jesus, you'll never come to Jesus. There's people that will turn Jesus down tonight because of the job they hold. There's people that will turn Jesus down tonight because of friends they're associated with. There's people that will turn Jesus down tonight because of a boyfriend or a girlfriend they have. There's people that will turn Jesus down tonight because of something they're planning to do maybe tomorrow or the next year or the next year. But there come a moment in Zacchaeus' life that seeing Jesus was more important than all the physical things about his life. Not only that, but Zacchaeus comes to a place that Jesus is more important uh, than the humble circumstances it placed him in. Here's a man who is rich, and not only rich, but he's famous. He has a high position in the government. And he has the option of going back to the house, or he has the option of running ahead and climbing a sycamore tree and saying, no matter what it looks like, I am going to see Jesus. Can you imagine... Can you imagine Mr. Trump climbing a sycamore tree? Can you imagine your governor, God forbid, he needs to climb a sycamore tree. Can you imagine your governor climbing a sycamore tree? Can you imagine your sheriff in his county climbing a sycamore tree? Can you imagine maybe you're having a tent revival, Brother John, and the crowd is great and no one else can get in, but you look off at a distance and you see the, the sheriff of the county uh, getting in a deer stand, putting it, ratcheting up the tree so he could see into the tent and see the meeting. Zacchaeus made up his mind that Jesus was more important than the humbling circumstances that it was going to place him in to be able to see Jesus. We were talking yesterday uh, about uh, the brother that stopped at the meeting several years ago and uh, come into the meeting and that was over at the tent meeting and uh, uh, the uh, thinking of the group that he sang with the, the brothers Easter brothers. Easter brothers amen he was up in his 80's then when he stopped wasn't he and he had gotten into prison as a teenager 40 counts 40 felony counts against him and he got saved by the grace of God and God got him out of prison and he stood in a doorway of a tin building in a junkyard thinking about his situation. The rain was pouring down. And he thought about his situation and God gave him that song. What's the title of the song? Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. And he wrote that song, praise God. I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter where you come from or where you are or what you've done. If you have Jesus, thank God. You've got blessings to praise the Lord for. And Zacchaeus, a rich, famous man, said seeing Jesus is more important than all the humbling circumstances that I'm going to put my life through. You see, if Trump ever gets saved, you have to bow his heart to Jesus Christ. If Bill Gates ever gets saved, you have to bow his heart to Jesus Christ. And Zacchaeus come to a place in his life that nothing, nothing, nothing was more important than Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? Why did Zacchaeus get saved? I tell you, Jesus began to elevate in his mind far more important than anything else he was thinking about. Not only that, but Zacchaeus come to a place in his life that obeying Jesus was more important than his own authority. He was giving people orders all the time, all the time. My assistant pastor, uh, he is a uh, electrical engineer and mechanical engineer. I don't know what all kinds of degrees he has. Very smart man. Very intelligent man. 
There is tests in foreign countries, metallurgical tests, and, and tests on mining equipment that they named after him. That's how smart he is. He's, he's been sent to Germany. He's been sent to Poland. He's been sent to China. He's gone to nations all across the world designing and testing and perfecting mining equipment. I went by his house numerous times, witnessed to him, told him about the Lord, went by one day, and his wife was there, and her mother was there, and her sisters was there, and several friends was there, understanding his heaven, some kind of, I didn't understand at first. I had my deacon with me, he was totally blind, he had to hold on to my belt loops and walk behind me, and uh, we knocked on the door, and we went in, and I seen the whole crowd, and I thought, well, this, you know, this is not a good time to witness, but I said, well, Brenda, I said, we come to, uh, just to talk to you about the Lord one more time. And I said, I see you've got a large house full of people. She said, I want to get saved. And she fell down and got saved. Right there, amen. With all that company was in her house. After she got saved, for, we was there just a little while prayed with her. We left. When I got outside the gate, Randall pulled in. He's my assistant pastor now. And I said, Randall, you got a brand new wife. She just got saved. Randall already told his mother, if that little preacher ever comes to my house again, I'm going to beat his face in. <laughs> he said, he comes up there and sits on my couch, mom, and tells me I'm going to hell. And I don't like it. <laughs> but it wasn't long after that, Randall got saved. He said, I, he said, I said, you know, in my position and, and, and what I do and, and, and all that I'm responsible for, he said, I, I don't know how I can associate with them people there. And he called and he said, I'm just going to sit in the back seat and go to church here, but, I, you know, I know that my life is different. <laughs> he become a number one member. He ended up on the front seat shouting and praising God. He began to witness and tell people about the Lord and God called him to preach and now he's my sister pastor, amen. He was one of those individuals that he had to come to a place that Jesus was more important than anything in his They sent him to Poland and he met with the president and the people of Poland in, in, in a major meeting in designing and working with their mining equipment. And they come out of the coal mines and they had that big long table set and, and all the tablecloths and, and all the glasses set and they all sat around the table. And they said, we always drink a glass of vodka when we come out of the mines in this meeting. And a servant come and turned his glass up and he turned it back upside down. Servant Richard turned it up. He turned it back upside down. And everybody was sitting there in that communist country wondering what in the world was going to happen. And he said, explain to him in English, I do not drink alcohol. Amen. So they thought maybe he wanted something softer, so they brought him a softer alcoholic drink and turned his glass over. He turned it back up, back upside down. One of the Americans says, look, you're upset just turn the glass up. Let them pour it. You don't have to drink it. He said, no. I'm not. I'm not pouring it in my glass. I'm talking about a man with great pomp and prestige, amen. 
When you get saved by the grace of God, it's the same Jesus that saved Zacchaeus. The same Amen. 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 I'm saying to you, Jesus becomes more important right. than anything else. Amen. Oh, yeah. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Amen. Jesus, obeying Jesus now was more important to Zacchaeus than giving orders himself. When the mind shut down that Brother Randall was at, every day he had a prayer meeting and a Bible study with his men and brought them all into the office complex that was under him and had a Bible study and a prayer meeting with him every day. That's what happened in his life. Amen. Zacchaeus, who was a man of power and prestige and money, realized that obeying Jesus was more important than people obeying me. Amen. 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 Zacchaeus comes to a place in his life that he realized that having Jesus was more important than having wealth. He realized that having Jesus was more important than all the things that he could embrace in this world. He realized that having Jesus was more important than all the accomplishments he had made up to this time. Right. When Jesus said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide in thy house. The Bible says that he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. He wasted no time in running to Jesus. I've seen people come through the door of the church before the service and run to the altar and get saved. I preached a meeting many years ago. We baptized 56 adults the end of the meeting of the first Sunday after the first week of the meeting. Established a church had over a hundred in Sunday school. First week. In baptizing those adults, and I don't know how many teenagers and young people we baptized. A car stopped up on the road above the pond we was baptizing in, and a man jumped out of it and run down the hillside screaming, I'm lost, I'm going to hell, I'm lost, I need to get saved, and run right out in the water. And got saved, and I baptized him in the same few minutes. <laughs> Are you listening? Zacchaeus said, I must see Jesus. It doesn't matter. I must see Jesus. I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to do whatever it takes to see Jesus. And he got in the crowd he could not see. He run in front of them, climbed up in a sycamore tree, and he said, He's going to pass this way, and I'm going to see him. Jesus is more important than I am. Right. Jesus is more important than the humbling position I've got to get myself into to see Him, amen. But I'm going to see. He never thought coming up the street are people He collected taxes from. Coming up the street are people that worked for Him that were tax collectors. Coming up the street are those who were under Him. He never thought about that. He said, I'm going to see Jesus. Amen. And when Jesus said, make haste and come down, the Bible said he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. There's always that crowd that has something bad to say. He's gone to be a guest with a sinner. Thank God Jesus loves sinners. Amen. 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 
Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. God never asked him to do that. Here was a man that had spent his life taken from others. And now without even being asked, he's given it away. And then he said this, that made sure that we understand he didn't get his money honestly. He said, if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. He said, I'm going to pay it back fourfold. Amen. You'd be surprised how many people in the world has done things like that that got saved. I'm not a big sports fan. I, I, it, it is a mess. But there was a boxer. And I'm not even going to name his name. He was a heavyweight champ. He said he got saved. And he had made so much money. And he had invested and made so much money. He went back to every person he whooped. And paid them what they'd have got. If they'd whooped him. I'm saying to you, when Jesus saves you, you're going to be different. Yes, sir. Are you listening? I'm saying there's a God in heaven who is just like He's always been. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. And He'll save you just like He saved me, just like He saved a Brother Norris, just like He saved a Brother Smith, and just like He saved Zacchaeus, He'll save you. And Zacchaeus was so happy that he had Jesus. He didn't realize what really happened was Jesus had him. <laughs> you see, there comes a place in your life that you want Jesus so badly and you want Him to be your Savior so much that when you think actually what happens is I'm getting Jesus, really Jesus is getting you. Amen. Amen. That night I said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, Jesus knew He had me. Amen. <laughs> You know, I was happy that I'd been saved and I was happy that I'd got right with God and I was happy that I'd finally cleared up the situation of my battle with the Lord. But the Lord knew something that night. He said, I have Him now. <laughs> it's not me manipulating toward the Lord and getting hit. It's the Lord. He's in control now. And that's what the Lord wants to happen in your life tonight. The same Jesus, the same Zacchaeus would like to save you tonight. The same Jesus that died on the cross for everyone that's ever been saved died on the cross for you. Right. The Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. As John said tonight, Pastor John said that He died for my sins. He died personally for me. Amen. He suffered on a cross, but He suffered on a cross for your sins. Yes. The Bible said He tasted death for every man. On that cross, He tasted the death that you and I owed right. so that when you come to Jesus, there would be no question He'd forgive you. Yes. I'm going to give you this little application of a story and I'm closing. I read this many, many years ago. I don't know if anybody ever went to a one-room schoolhouse. When I stayed with my grandparents, some I would attend a one-room schoolhouse. My aunt was a teacher. That outdoor toilet. You ever been to a school with an outdoor toilet? But wouldn't our kids like to have that today? <laughs> you don't go out to the bathroom as often with about 10 inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> Amen? Amen. 
Neither do you spend a lot of time there, I can tell you that. That's not where you loathe. But they set some rules as the first day of the school started to have some pretty rowdy boys, so they set some school rules and they wrote them on the board. And one of the rules was for stealing, you get so many lashes with the rod on your back without your jacket. And so school started and it went several weeks. And one day, a little girl spoke up and said, Someone's taking my lunch during the recess. My lunch is gone. So the teacher shut down the whole classroom and said, who took the lunch? And they did the investigation and one little boy in the back took the lunch. And he said, come up, you know what the rules are. And he walked up. He said, why did you take the lunch? He said, I hadn't ate anything in two days. He said, there's nothing at my house yesterday, the day before. I was so hungry and I saw it at the recess and I stayed in and tucked for lunch. Touched the teacher's heart, but he said, you know the rules. Rules is you've got to take five lashes. He said, you're not going to make me take my coat off, are you? He said, you have to take your coat off. He said, I don't have a shirt. That's the reason I wear my coat in class. I don't have no shirt. About that time, a big boy stood up in the back and he said, Sir, is there any rule against somebody else taking his weapon? He said, No. We, we never made that rule. He said, I'll take his weapon. Mm. He walked to the front of the class, bent over and took the five lashes on his back. The little boy went back to his seat. One day, my sin and your sin held us to pay a great price. And Jesus said, I'll take the woman. I'll stand in her place. I'll take the woman. Father, you lay on me the lashes. You put on me the stripes. You let me die in her place. Because I have power to lay my life down. And I have power to raise it up again. And Jesus paid your sin debt. And my sin debt. Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that labor heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn to me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. We're not preaching a salvation that is some religious bondage. Yes. We're preaching a salvation that is eternal freedom. We're preaching about a God who loved you so much. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm sure being in Virginia, you remember the Civil War, amen? Don't remember because you're there, but. Some of you wish you had been. Let me remember a man by the name of Willie Lee. Willie Lee was going to be executed in the Civil War. And uh, I, I, I may get the two names mixed up, but 
I'll just tell you the story. The man that was going to be executed had three children, I believe it was, and a wife. He'd been a sniper against the Northern Army. And they were going to execute him to fire squad. This young man that was not married, he said, I'd like to make a request that you kill me in his place. Commander said, we've never had such a request. He said, I have to go talk to a higher officer than me. And they come back and said, that will be allowed. And I think his name, the one that was Willie Lee that stood and took the bullets. The other man went free. He come back to the Carolinas where he lived. And after the war was over, he walked all the way. I forget how many hundred miles it was to Willie Lee's grave. He got on it. said, thank you for dying for me. We've had many folks in war that died for somebody else. Fell on a grenade, towed her body over and saved her comrades. But the Bible says, Greater love has no man than this. Jesus didn't die for his friends, he died for his enemies. He died for those who hate him and those who despise him. Zacchaeus said, I'm going to see Jesus no matter what it takes. And he let nothing stop him. And he saw Jesus. Tonight, there's people in this room that God's making that opportunity available to you. Jesus is going to pass by one more time for you. And you'll have to make a decision what you do with Jesus. But there'll be another day it'll be what Jesus does with you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for directing my heart this way tonight. And Lord, I pray for this congregation, for every individual here tonight. There's no doubt a Zacchaeus here tonight somewhere. And you're passing by one more time. I pray, Lord, the Holy Ghost would just touch that soul with conviction and wooing and drawing. And your will will be done. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' lovely name. Amen and amen. Brother John, you come. If you're here tonight without Christ, would you come to Jesus? I'm not asking you to come to me. I'm asking you to come to John, Pastor John. I'm asking you to come to some religious uh, authority. I'm asking you to come to Jesus. Cry out to Him and say, I need you. I'm lost. I'm on my way to hell. I'm sorry for my wickedness. I repent of what I am. So how do you know Zacchaeus repented? Because he said, I can give it back. He's a changed man. Amen. Come to Jesus. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand all over the building with heads bowed and eyes closed. I'm going to give you an opportunity and a chance to respond to the truth of the Word of God.
been given the truth as plainly as clearly this evening as need be. Jesus that passed by your way as you receive him. We pray one to God, one to God. And you respond. I'm thankful for the Word of God. Amen. I'm thankful for Jesus. Amen. For He hath made Him to be sin who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. More sin. Who had no sin. We might have hope today. What a Savior. What a Savior. Amen. 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 I want to thank you for coming out. I appreciate all of you that have come. And I know some of you came a long way for this. And uh, we appreciate that. Um, preacher, I thank you for the love you've shown us, the, the love offering you all gave to us. Brother Jones, thank you for coming and preaching along with Preacher. Um, I'm so, so thankful. Amen. 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 I'm thankful what God has done here. Yes. For us at Old Pass Baptist Church, this is just a beginning. Amen. I know we've, right. we've been in this project and we feel like, okay, but now it's just starting. Hallelujah. What God so desires to do. I remember before we even tore the house down, I came out here on that land. It is God spoke to my heart. I said, oh God, souls will come to Christ. Marriages can get mended. Hearts can get fixed. People can get help. Families can get what they need. God has done so far what God has promised in my heart. And I know God will continue to work. And Lord, help us as a church, an Old Bass Baptist church, to be exactly what we need to be in obedience to Him. Amen. So He can continue to work. Amen. Amen. If you don't have a church home and you're here, we would love for you to come back. Amen. Be with us here. That's why we're here. Amen. And if you do have a church home and you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, you pray for us. Yes. Pray for this work. And once again, we appreciate you coming. Amen. We appreciate you coming. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. Yes. Amen. To God be the glory. We're going to be dismissed with a word of prayer. As we mentioned before, we do have, if you go out these doors and down that main corridor, there's a fellowship hall and you'll find it. You'll, the aroma will probably hit you. You'll have smell some good food and go in. We want you to fellowship and spend time. If you get a chance, get by and see the preachers. And we have had tremendous preaching. Listen, it stirred my soul. Amen. Hey, Russ, we'll be traveling tonight. I appear on the morning. Yes, sir. I graduated this morning, thank God. Amen. 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 You didn't hear Brother Jones be praying for him. He's going to have to go by. He's got a funeral tomorrow, so we need to pray for his safety. I know Preacher Norris and Stephen Terry, Brother Adam and them, others will be hitting the road. I know Brother Bryson and the Shooks are going back. I know the McLeods. Brother Pat, y'all heading back tomorrow? We can't keep you around, huh? <laughs> pray for them too. Pray for their safety. We're going to pray for you, preacher. Amen. And uh, 
but we do want you to stay if you're able to. We want you to stay. Plenty of food. We want you to fellowship. And we love you. We love you because Jesus loves us. Thank God for Jesus and Calvary. Amen. 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 God be the glory. God be the glory. With mind of the Lord, we're going to be dismissed in prayer. We'll be dismissed in prayer. Well, Adam, good to have you and your family. Will you pray and just close out our, our time and our meeting? If you just be mindful as well. Just go ahead and bless the food in that prayer. That way when people go in, they can just go in and begin to, to do that as well. But just close us with a word of prayer when you do that. Lord, we do love you. Lord, we thank the Lord for the house of God. Lord, thank the Lord for a place to meet with you. Lord, I'm glad, Lord, is a, a different church building, Lord, than, uh, than my church. Lord, I'm glad I felt you, Lord, in this place. Lord, I'm glad I felt you move in my heart. Lord, I'm glad I, I felt your presence, Lord, and I, I'm so thankful for it, Lord, and I, as much as I, uh, Lord, love, Lord, this place, Lord, I love my man of God, Lord, my, my house of God, Lord, and I, I pray, Lord, you put that deep in these people's hearts, Lord, to, to love the house of God, Lord, to give their lives to us, Lord, give their, their homes and their families, Lord, everything they have, Lord, and I pray that you bless them, Lord, their, their efforts, Lord, their uh, work, Lord, being done here, Lord, and we ask for your touch to be upon us. Yeah. Lord, I pray that you just go with us, Lord, in all the different directions and things that, Lord, these people, Lord, uh, coming here tonight, Lord, getting safety, Lord, in their uh, ways home. Lord, I pray that you bless the food, nourish it to our bodies, but most of all, Lord, we're thankful for the, you meeting with us, Lord. We're thankful, Lord, for your goodness. We love you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.
Ty, Al, buddy, no need to be in here.